What's happening? Okay, it's Will, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, coming at you live with Nick Nirov from Nick Nirov, the YouTube superstar. Yeah. N-I-C-K space N-E-R-O-V on YouTube, coming at you, talking shit, swallowing spit on... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. On this episode of Revolutionary Radio, where we're just going to be running through everything. We're just going to be talking about life and we're going to be talking about goals and motivation and, you know, having your priorities together. I mean, I think that's something we were covering a yes. little bit. And Nick's a young guy who's got a lot going on. He's making a lot of money on Amazon FBA. He's, he's come out here to Chiang Mai and gets a lot of girls and, uh, you know, life is, life is going well for my man. And he's in the, in the position where he's sort of transitioning into really making that his number one focus. You, I think you're coming out of like the kid's perspective, which was like college where you're just fucking partying and getting blasted. And now you're into the fucking grown man perspective where it's all about money and happiness and wealth and your health and all that. And um, I guess, I mean, what like, what made you transition in that way? So it's like, um, what we were talking about the earlier conversation we've had, you know, is just having this new year coming up, right? right. Uh, at the date of the recording is 22nd of December, 2016. And, uh, you know, the other day I sat down and I just, uh, I made a vision for what I want tw uh, 2017 to be like. Okay. Be better yet, not just, not, not goals. I don't believe in, in goal setting specifically. I think when you set a vision like by the end of next year so 2017 december right i want to be this man i want to have this kind of body i want to have this kind of business i want to have this kind of you know health wealth and wisdom sure and have acquired these resources whether tangible or not and then i think goals just kind of align as they bring themselves to the forefront like okay well in order to achieve that you need to do this this and the other i think that's 100 percent right yeah and i think the biggest thing what you were talking about just me like recognizing my pitfalls right now just realizing that man i really have to have to make the mission and not the present day you know current right. experience the priority right and like just having fun um it brings me back to three days from now basically it's going to be 25th of december christmas right. and that's that's going to mark a two-year anniversary for uh one of the lowest uh, points in my life I've ever experienced, which I've talked about on my YouTube channel, and I've told you this before personally, but yeah. for all you guys who don't know, uh, December 25th, 2014, I was sitting in a fraternity dorm room in Toronto, middle of winter. Oh. All my fraternity brothers were gone to see their families, but because I'm an immigrant from Belarus, uh, first of all, we don't really celebrate Christmas. Second okay. of all, you know, my parents were at home, and they did invite me to come by, but I just felt so embarrassed because... I was sitting on $30,000 worth of student debt. Um, yeah, $500 in my bank account. Which and is what happens to most guys when they get yeah. out of college. That's the fucking, that's the standard operating procedure. Yeah. That's what's right. supposed to happen. Exactly. And, uh, you know, for me, like, I don't have, you know, a family who's going to take care of it. Like, my dad told me straight, even, like, my, my dad implied it, but I told him straight, I'm like, I don't want you to pay for shit. Like, yeah, I'll pay yeah. for it myself. Yeah, of course. You know, I'll handle this. And in Toronto, we have an uh, assistance program called OSAP, which yep. gives you like a loan and then you can pay it off later. So, you know, it wasn't super dire that I paid these off loans off now because I'm in, accruing like $1,000 of interest like every year or every month or something like that. Right. But just that stuck with me, like sitting there with a bottle of wine uh, with just in front of a laptop, like a shitty fucking Asus laptop. Yeah. Like, not even a bed. The only thing I had in the room was just a table and a mattress. <laughs> just sitting there on this window and I'm like, man... Yeah. And I was kind of, I was maybe like 0.1% laughing in my head because I'm like, man, this is like how all the superstars are born. Every successful dude has that story of where it was like, that was the lowest point. Every guy has that fucking horrible lowest moment. Yeah. And if any of these guys, if anyone's listening to this right now and you're in that fucking horrible low moment, I've been there. Nick's been there. I've been there like fucking four times. I've been there too often, you know, not for a long time, but that is a horrible every single successful guy gets to a moment where he's like never again yes. never again whatever I have to do to make sure that I don't end up in this fucking state I will do yes right that rock bottom where you're like never never fucking again yeah and then and you know uh, one thing led to another you know uh, it was just this this major wave of depression and just feeling feelings of non-worthiness because 
I wasn't an 18 year old or 19 year old with my life in front of me. I was at that point already 23 years old. I should have been done university. Right. I still kept going. Like I was, that was my seventh year of university. Yeah, you said you took seven years. Seven years. Shit. I just graduated this year. So 20, like 23 and then 24 and 25 when I was building the window cleaning business. Yeah. When I was building my Amazon business, I was still in school. Really? Yeah. So my first sale happened like right after I finished university, which is May 2nd, 2016. So you just graduated? I just graduated. <laughs> oh, I, shit. I took seven years to finish this shit. Fuck. I was never a university person. And one, the biggest advice I can give you is right now, if you don't, if you don't have the passion or the intrinsic drive to, yeah. to go to, to go to your classes and you're just there for mommy and daddy, just do like get out, get out now and dedicate your, your time to something better instead of having that little check mark or that little degree, no matter what, no matter what you yeah. so. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, my university experience was pretty similar. I did well in school and I studied, but I went into, my major was like philosophy and then I switched to comparative religion. It was the stuff that I was interested in. So I was studying philosophy, like metaphysics and logic and I switched into comparative religion where I was studying Buddhism and Hinduism and all the stuff that I was in, interested in and, and I'm still interested in, yes. but with completely zero fucking value for any type of a job outside of philosophy professor. Yeah. And I was completely disillusioned by the process because I thought, okay, finally I get to university. I can just write off the top of my head. I can write about what I'm interested in. So I spend you know, this month writing this essay for my philosophy professor on, it was like whether you're a hard determinist, which is you believe in fate or free will, and I gave it to him. It's probably the best thing that I'd ever written up until that point. And it comes back. I get like a 55 or 60%. There's red marks all over it. Where are your sources? Where are your sources? Where are your sources? And, and the guy thinks that not only is it shit, but that I plagiarized it. And I said, There's, I don't have sources because I'm using my own actual logic to prove these questions. Yes. And they didn't want to hear that. They, they just wanted me to regurgitate back from the textbook the same way that I'd been doing in high school. Yeah. And from that point on, I'm like, this is just, the whole thing is just a fucking game. It's all just how well you can play the fucking game. Yeah. And I was also, other than that, I was not going to classes. I was away from home for the first time. So I had no discipline. I was smoking weed all day and then going out drinking and chasing girls and doing all that shit and wasting my money and wasting, like my mom helped me a bit, wasting her money. So like I almost failed out after first year. I talked them to get me back in after second year. Second year, I'm failing out for sure. I mean, my, my I'm getting like a 30% across the board, which is like horrible. And I realized, I was like, this is not for me. And also, even if I graduate, I'm just going to keep getting into debt. I'm going to keep, I'm going to have zero marketable skills for a BA in philosophy or comparative religion. Zero. Yeah. And I'm going to be, um, I already had like seven grand in debt. I'm going to be another probably 40 grand by the time I finish. So then I said, what am I going to do? I said, I'm going to be a trader. And I started reading everything about the fucking markets. And then I came back home to Toronto, got a shitty job, paid off my debts and found like a day trading company. The opportunity doesn't exist anymore. And I don't recommend trading, but I found it and I just killed myself to make it work. And like by 23, like I, in my article on equities trading, you guys can see like I was, there was months where I was taking home like 60, 70 grand US, which was like a hundred grand Canadian at the time. Cause I just fucking, you know, I just went nuts on it. And I was like, how the fuck was I wasting time in school when I could have been doing this? And to apply that to your situation, now you're making 10 grand a month on Amazon. And you know, two years ago or a year ago, you were fucking around in school you know, just accumulating debt and getting a skill yeah. that like you're never going to fucking use. And I mean, that's like our college, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the biggest fucking scam in the world, the college, yeah. unless you're going to like, okay, engineering, computer science, programming, um, being a lawyer, a doctor, which I don't recommend because those are fucking hard ways to make a living. Then it's fucking useless unless you're learning like an applicable marketable skill that is completely fucking useless. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was like the, the funny parallel that I found with that is, uh, you know, you're 23 and you're yeah. like, fuck that shit. Yeah. Trader. Yeah. Making your 50, 60 grand. Stupid. I'm money. 23 sitting in the frat dorm. We're like, fuck. Yeah. This sucks. You know, so like there is infinite amounts of paths, but yeah, as, as you know, as you were saying, uh, you know, uh, your per perspective on the university, I was thinking, you know, first of all, everyone who is a couple of years older than you is going to tell you to stay in university and to finish this. Yeah. And that is because we, 
first of all, I, well, first, like, let's back all the way up. I think that taking advice, taking like general life advice could yield some potential benefit from uh, older people, from people who have lived their life, yep. if it's life advice. Anything that's technically applicable, I mean, you got to take that with a grain of salt because the internet became the great equalizer. The problems that we're facing now with online dating, yep. with travel and relating to people, where I'm like a 25-year-old who thinks of offshore corporations right. and offshore bank accounts just right. about to pay taxes, like that's that's never been done. That's like That hasn't happened in 50 years. Right. That, look, that was like a the, totally new game plan. Yeah, totally that was 40-year-old dudes in boardrooms trying right. to keep that shit a secret. Right. So... Here's here's how I'm going to try and logic this out from the top of my head here. Um, university, you can always leave and you can always come back, and your money is always going to be good there. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how it's in the states, but in Canada, prices don't really fluctuate on upper education. They'll always take your fucking money. Right. They'll always take your money <laughs> gladly. They'll yeah. put you through the ringer. Oh, but, you want to be a mature student? Sure. Just give us that fucking yeah, money. Yeah. But the the opportunities that are here today are right. not going to be there to tomorrow or six months from now or twelve months from now. So, like I think it's a much better way to hedge your time yeah. and to invest in yourself by taking a year off and trying to lay claim to the opportunities that are present today, rather than I'm going to get to it once I'm done university. And when you come out of university in two years, yeah, um, those opportunities are not only going to be gone; they're going to be just like man. The opportunities that created were created by those opportunities are going to be gone. So right. It's going to be a third wave of something else, and you're completely, you know, you're right. Like your Amazon FBA, your store, two years from now, could be the competitors could have swarmed in, yeah. found it, cut your throat, hundred percent, right? But in that time, you would have accumulated ten grand, twenty grand a month, stacked your cash. You could you could buy a fucking stash house out here in Thailand for fucking fifty grand, you know, seventy grand for right. a mansion. So this is the, the momentary opportunity which allowed me right. to, you know, if I waited, let's say, half a year to a year, I might have not been able to, I might have been able to get into Amazon, but probably not in the same niche where I am now because 100%. I came in, I claimed it, and I'm, I'm almost like a repellent to anyone trying to co-op against me because I'm so good at it. Right. And the, the thing is, so somebody comes in, right, they destroy me, and let's say, worst case scenario, I didn't save any of the money, I put it back into the company, and the company is now worth nothing. Yeah. I still got the skill, because right. I, I was able, I had the opportunity to launch a successful Amazon business, which we talked about last podcast, Right. only 1% or 2% out of all the Amazon stores that get launched actually see some really good profit, like 5K and up. Right. I now know what that looks like, and I now know how to make it. Also, while I'm doing Amazon, I'm also doing YouTube, and I'm probably you know playing around with the ideas of like drop shipping or any or or selling stuff to China rather than right. the other way around. Right. So this is creating uh, new opportunities in my head, like new it's planting new seeds in my head right. for which I'm open. My reticular activation system is open to those opportunities there now. Right. So it's like it's like this constant interest accumulation, compound interest, you know, that's happening on my initial investment. But with university. I'm telling you, I went through it for seven years. I never really saw that. It just took me in the direction of like... University is the opposite, okay? Because now you're you're putting in work and you're making money. University, you're putting in work and you're spending money and you're going into debt with no, um, with no dedicated return on top of it. So I tell guys to look at everything as an investor. Look at every major decision as an investor. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to spend the average university, okay... 40 grand. If you're in America, you're going to the Ivy Ooh. Leagues or whatever. I mean, you're talking 120 grand. Get out of here. You got to know that that, that that 120 grand or that 40 grand is going to start to give you an ROI. You got to know that that degree is going to give you return on your investment above what you could have got without the degree. So let's say you're going for a degree and you spend 40 grand for that. Compare that to what you're doing right now where you're getting 10 grand a month. You could have done that without a degree. You could have done that without four years of university. You could have done that without the seven years of university that you went through. Because, I mean, when you start a business, your ROI is incredible. I mean, for most, especially if you're doing a service business or a blog or Amazon FBA or dropshipping, if you can be one of the rare guys who makes it succeed, your ROI is incredible. Your ROI in university is undefined because what is the ROI of a bachelor's degree? How many more jobs can you get if, if you have a bachelor's degree as a compared to a high school degree. Mm -hmm. Not very many more. You know, okay, if, you, if you're gonna become a doctor, sure, but that's gonna take you eight years, it's gonna take you 200 grand, and then your first year, what do you make, like 65 or 70 grand? 
I mean, let's say you've taken that $200,000 investment and that $150,000 and, and just invested it in a business. And you, mm-hmm. Let's say your parents are willing to buy you, you know, pay for the university. What if you just say, like, look, I, I would just rather do this. Yes. You know, if you want to invest in my company, be a shareholder. I mean, the, the fucking money that th- people throw at college is insane. Just take the average college, 40 grand, throw that into any business or throw 10 grand into one business and see how it goes. And then... That doesn't work. Try again in another business. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, not only do you get to buy your time, but you can make so much more by investing that into a high margin business like FBA or service based business where your margins are a thousand percent. Programming, copywriting, uh, you know, any of those things. Life coaching. I've, I've Phil, Cam, Ryan, Hugh, all those guys. I saw, well, three of them I saw scale up to six figures within a year. Ryan's doing like 6,500 a month copywriting. Gnome's doing 6,500 a month yep. copywriting. And I mean, what did it take those guys a year to scale up to that? I mean, it's stupid. It's about, yeah. It's stupid. And here, here's another thing that uh, I think is worth mentioning and thinking about is your reasons for going to university in the first place and, you know, paying, uh, paying what is like 10 to 15 grand uh, a year for yep. two semesters. Um to get a job, you know, you got to ask yourself, why are you doing what you're doing? You know, is it bec- like, let's put aside the parental uh, parental pressure and the customs of the culture. Like you're sure. expected to go to university, your mom and pop want you to go to university yeah. for you to become a quote unquote, a, bet, a, a smarter man, which, you know. And a respectable citizen. And is, of course. Which is the fucking big, that's the big motivator for most people. But that's, that's the thing, like for people that actually go to university, I would argue that majority of them, that's not the motivator. The motivator is to please those who are like their parents or out of fear of their parents. Like talk to, go to university, talk to, talk to any Chinese kid, talk yeah. to any eight, like Asian girl or guy and yeah. ask them like, why are you do or brown kids, especially <laughs> why do you do, why are you going to university? Like majority of the answer will be like, well, I, I can't stop because my mom and my dad, like right. they expect me to do this. Right. So it's like, if you go to university because you love what you're learning and you want to dedicate the rest of your life to this, right. by all means, do it. Keep going. Right. Forget about it. But here's another side of the coin. Like, you can still do that, but if you just took a year out of your life, or the thing is, you can just take part-time university for one year, yep. and then the other part of your day, or the other half of your day, is just dedicate full-time building a business. Like, you don't have to quit completely, right. because I know in a lot of in a lot of cases, you know, you're going to get burnt out after six to eight hours of doing straight, you know, business work research, unless you're super passionate about it. Sure. So then what do you do with the other eight hours? Well, take part-time school or just chill out. That's basically what it is. So you could take that one year, either part-time or right. no school whatsoever, right. build an engine such as Amazon that, that I literally do basically almost no work i do like an hour to two hours a day if that if that stupid yeah and and you know it's bringing me like on a bad season like in a bad season like 5k a month on a really good season like right now q4 november december 10k a month stupid right that's just one store one 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 store one product and then just go to university after that if i was to go to university right now within two months i'd have my tuition paid for right. the whole year. Right. And then I'm just chilling. And then I, I'm like, hey, let's hang out and let's actually like study and I don't have to yeah, worry man. about money. I see, I see it 100%. I see it like this. Okay. If you're a younger guy, if you're younger than 18, I've got an article on why you shouldn't go to university. And I want you to check that out and check out that um, YouTube. Uh, with that said, you got to sell it to your parents. Okay. If you're living under your parents' roof and you're planning on not going to university and you're planning on starting a business, and then you got to sell it to your parents because as long as you're under their roof, they're the boss, and you, you don't sell it like Will, some guy on the internet, told, yeah. told me this is what happened. Look at this Nick guy. He's making money. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get some angry fucking emails from your parents and shit. You got to sell it like, look, university is not for me. I don't want to spend all your money. I want to go into business for myself. Here's my business plan. I'm going to be staying at home, and this is what I'm going to be working on, and I'm going to make this work, and you show them your whole business plan. Yes. Okay. Now, let's say you're 18 to 22 and you're in university right now and you're not enjoying it. You know it's not for you. But let's say maybe you come from a traditional family and dropping out is a fucking, uh, like, as you were saying, if you come from an Asian or an Indian family or uh, perhaps Eastern European and your parents, it's very traditional and and you you graduating university is a massive thing and you don't have the stomach right now to stand up to them. 
okay, I can get that. I can get that. You're still young. Eventually, you're going to have to develop that stomach. But for now, you can continue on with the program. But do the fucking business on the side. Instead of going to, you know, getting fucked up every weekend Thursday, and every Thursday. other day. Yeah, exactly. You know, give yourself two, three hours a day for the next two years of your fucking course, right? And do that business on the side. Because right now, your life's paid for. You're in university. You don't have to pay rent. Your parents are probably paying for half your shit anyways. Mm-hmm. So then you just hammer out that business. Give yourself two, three, four hours a, a day after your classes. You're not taking that many classes anyways because you probably scheduled them in the afternoon so you can sleep in. So like <laughs> fucking, fucking... We know it. We know yeah, what you're we know, up man. to. That's what I was doing. We've done that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you give yourself... Treat yourself as your best client. Treat yourself your business as the most important thing. So give that time, give yourself at least, you know, a couple hours a day to build that business, figure out what you're going to do. You know, you guys, was you were doing fucking window cleaning, man. That's right. And you know what? If you'd stuck with the window cleaning, you could make, you could have made six figures out of that too. You would have been the million dollar business. Yeah. I mean, you could have made, you can make six figures at any service job, real estate, insurance, window cleaning, photography, right? When you sell hard. Like what, what you guys were going door to door selling window cleaning services. So let, right? let me take you back. I'm gonna I'm gonna right now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you all the secrets. Mm. You guys you guys ready? You ready, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> yeah. All the secrets. Yeah. So after that, you know, fateful December twenty fifth, twenty fourteen, which was once again, you know, the probably the most depressing not only Christmas, but just day in my life, really. Yeah. Just being alone and not, no, not having any direction and just sinking, basically. Christmas and the holidays is a fucking depressing time for yeah. a lot of people. Uh, especially, especially when your life's not going well. If, you're, if your life's not going well, but if you're like, okay, so my boy Ryan, right? Yeah. Uh, he's right now for Christmas in Toronto with all his family and friends. Yeah. I'm an immigrant. Right. All I got is my mom and dad, and we don't even celebrate Christmas. That's so I'm beautiful. like, okay, let me, go, let me go to my friends. My friends are gone. So <laughs> their families. I'm going to call them up like, Yo, Keith. Yo, Ox. Like, let me let me chill with you guys. They're like, dude, we're with our families. Like, like I mean, you could, but I I just yeah. want to like impose myself, right? So yeah. all you're doing is just you're stuck in this fucking just insanity, right? And, right. and and so so let me let me take you forward. So how the whole thing started was February. Um, it was it was February, uh, 2015. To which, just which for those of you guys who don't know, Nick and I are both from Toronto. February in Toronto is the fu- fucking most miserable time in the world. Not only is it it gets down to what minus forty, but it's gray. It's 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 slush. gray. It's just gray and slush, slush and just everyone's miserable. Everyone in Toronto. <laughs> no one is smiling for that no. entire two months. January, everyone wants to kill themselves. Yeah, they want to kill themselves. They want to kill everyone else. Yeah, yeah. They they're kill. too nice. They're Canadians. So they <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh boy, I oh. better go for a rib, bud. Oh yeah, <laughs> just fuck all oh, that weather. Just <laughs> horrible. <laughs> so we're in February, right? We're, yeah. we're sitting in the in the restaurant. And we're just like, man, what do we do? Like, because Ryan was not in a much better situation than I was. I mean, yeah. a little bit better because his parents there. They're very understanding. They're Canadian, typical Canadian parents. Like, my dad is breathing on my neck. Like, what the fuck are you doing with your, your life? Your dad has today? fucking no patience for any kind none of, of loser that. baby. Yeah, none of that. He would fucking wipe me out. Right. So, and I'm like 22, <laughs> you know, coming up to 23-year-old kid. So, like, I, I'm i a man in his eyes already. Like, you should be a man and yeah. you have to act like a child. Why, why don't you have a family to fucking job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you take care of shit? Yeah. So... We're sitting there and then, you know, we're basically like, dude, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. Basically, we came down to like, let's just grab a couple pieces of paper and a pen and just start going, like find a middle class looking neighborhood. Right. Just start going door to door. So March and March, by the way, is not that much better than February. Still cold, like minus 10, minus 20 Celsius, not Fahrenheit. Right. And, uh, you know, it's really, it's it's really horrible. Yeah. It's just, it's bad. It's just really bad. Like just visit, visit, go see for yourself a few. Go see Toronto. We're in December 20, 22nd here right now. Yeah. And it's 25 degrees. Yeah. Right now it's minus, minus 20 in Toronto. Yeah. It's horrible. In Toronto, you hate your life for six months out of the year. That's that's yeah. that's what it's like. But in the next six months, it's like beautiful. Never so happy. Yeah. I was like, I love you. But the <laughs> next six months, it's just like, fuck, I hate my life. So, you know, we, we, we pick up. So March, Toronto, minus 20 weather. We pick up pens and papers and we start going door to door. And we're like, hey, basically, here's what we are. We're students. Um, 
by the way, I think at that time we're already graduate, but you know, we just said like we're university students. Yeah. Uh, we're willing to do some housework. Like, what can we do? Can we like mow some grass? Can we, you know, uh, do some housework, clean your windows, eaves drops, like painting? Like, we'll do anything. Right. And we figured like just get some sort of work. Basically, tell them like, here's what we can do for you. People say we kind of need this done. Throw a rough estimate at them, and then okay, and then basically compile a list of what people actually need done the most and yep. then go hard on that. So niche it down to those services. Which is, for you guys listening, 100% exactly like how you should fucking do it. Yeah. And how, how old were you when you were doing that? 22, 23. 22, 23. So, okay. That's, that's 100% how you which, should Which is funny that. enough because that's exactly how I did my Amazon business. I niched it down. Right. But not too niche. I niched it down beyond the level of like popularity. Right. I went to a sub-niche of what, what I found. So like I did the jungle scout search yep. and then I found like a really good, you know, beauty niche, but then I sub niched it to like a smaller audience and right. I sold it to them. And that's how I made it. So right. and I find that really common people who go, the more popular of an item you go for, the more likely you are to fail. A hundred percent because the higher the competition, exactly. right? And you got to protect yourself. Like, like Warren Buffett says, you got to build that mode around you. Yeah. And your mode right now is that you're, you're in that sub niche and you're hidden. Yes. And you and then what you do is you just fucking pillage that un, the best. until the best. someone until the competitors start coming in. But when the competitors start coming in, you're gonna be number one in that niche. I'm established already. Right. I got old I got hundreds of reviews already. Like right. people know my brand. They come to you because they trust the product. Reviews are great, you know, right. everything's working. But let's 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 bring it back again. You know, here we are, broke as fuck, with yeah. a bunch of debt, going door to door. What we find out after a week or so of doing that is Windows and eaves cleaning seems to be the most popular thing. And we rationalize it as, you know, any kind of lawn care or painting seems to be too much of a commitment for any average homeowner because it's, and especially trusting university students with that, you know, it's, it's kind of a tall order. You really need to have some really good sales technique because the chance of fucking that up permanently is too high. Like they would rather trust a professional painter than some university kids, but right. A window cleaning, like if you just have some university kids to come in, window clean, the worst thing can happen, you leave some streaks, yep. they complain about streaks, you fix those streaks within five minutes, right. and it's done. Right. I mean, the absolute worst thing that can happen is you might break a window, and even then, that's such a like far shot out. And there. you're also coming in as like young, you know, nice-looking, well-dressed guys. Mm-hmm. So you're talking half of the people you're talking to as housewives, right? So you're talking to them, and it's like you also have that added benefit of like being really nice, and they know that... With you, they can tell you a problem. And this, this is what I found in sales too, was being relatable and being nice and handling problems was so fucking important because, okay, let's say they take you as opposed to like the 45-year-old yes. Russian contractor who's like, what do you, why do you have a problem with this window? Vitaly, come here, <laughs> you know, Come here, this woman has so many questions <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> you know, who are they going to choose between one or the yeah, other? Exactly. Right? So you, give, you have that extra edge. Yes. And how much did you guys, how much did you do? How, how long were you in business doing that window cleaning? Um, so I, I think before we delve into that yeah. real quick, I wanted to add just a few more things. I, here's like, I think the key to success of that, of, of why it worked. Number one is our pitch. Refer, eventually you find our pitch. And I actually at the time was reading the seven, um, uh, the, I think it said the psychology of persuasion by the Cialdini, Cialdini, yep. Cialdini book. Um, I was reading that and I was actually starting to see, you know, how those seven factors, uh, make people want to, you know, commit or buy something. Sure. So basically what we did was one of the things that we said, or I think there was two or three things that we, that we basically did that, that won us everything. So number one thing that we did in our pitch, right early on, was like, introduce yourself. Like, Hey, my name, my name is Nick. So actually here, I'll give you the whole pitch. Here's sure. what I'm saying. Hi, my name is Nick. And this summer, um, my friend Ryan and I are running a student-based, eco-friendly window cleaning company. Um, we're coming by this area uh, this summer to clean a few of your neighbors' windows, right. and uh, we're just going around the neighborhood seeing if uh, <coughs> any of the neighbors were, you know, interested in having uh, any kind of work done around their house, specifically windows or eaves cleaning. So, have you considered having some window cleaning done this summer? And that basically, within that pitch, what happens is number one is we're university environmentally friendly like university student environmentally friendly uh company number two this is the biggest one i think is that 
we are coming by already we're coming by this summer to clean a few of your neighbors windows right meaning that's qualification like that right. means their neighbors trusted us therefore it's okay for them to trust us sure sure and so basically they're like and, and i'm not asking can we clean your windows i'm asking have you considered it it's right. a very like soft sell but the soft cells and those face-to-face -face interactions work the best 100 percent. because you give a person away you want to give a person away you don't want a hard sell because that gives you instant buyers regret i, I agree I agree. So, so then let's say, for example, they say, yeah, we've been considering it, but we're just not quite sure when to do it or, you know, if, if, you know, what we want to get done. So I would come back with, well, what we can do right now, and this takes literally five minutes, John, is uh, we can give you a free, no obligation estimate on how much it'll be and how long it would take. I can give you all the info within five minutes. You just got to walk around the house. And yeah. then, you know, you basically play by ear. It's like the information is yours to go from there. And usually they'd be like, yeah, go for it. Okay. So you got a great pitch down. And then, so how long did you guys do that for? Right. So we, I, I want to give the guys just an example of, yeah. of some young guys who started a service yeah. business. Yeah. How long you had going for what you were making. So, um, so here's what we, we, we started going door to door in uh, March. And this was like every day. Like, yeah. Monday to Friday, six till eight, because it was after work, but before dinner. Yeah. And the weekends all day, 12 to like six. Right. After church, of course, you know, 12, after, 12 till six. Um, we did that for one, when we started in March, we started booking for May, like last week of April and May, because that's when, you know, the weather gets better. Yeah. And that way we can pre-book. We have like two, three months to pre-book a bunch of work. Sure. So we did March, April, May. Uh, once we started, we did, we started doing our first job in the last week of April, we had the first, the last week of April, all of May and like first week of June booked. Right. So if we stopped going door to door right then and there, we would have had a month and a half work. It was worth the investment of buying the car, buying the equipment, hiring people. It was already paid for, so to speak. Now, of course we didn't collect the money, we didn't produce the jobs, but because of our pitch and because of our low commitment strategy, mm -hmm. we're like, you can cancel the appointment anytime you want. We never force people into it. Yep. We experienced maybe less than less than one percent of cancellations. Almost never happened. Okay. So how much did you guys end up making when you do this? So the first summer we we started going door to door March. We did our first job last week of April. We stopped working end of July. Yeah. And basically, I would even say no. Mid July was our last job. Right. We made sixty thousand dollars in revenue. About one third of that went to employees. Ryan and I pocketed in between 10 to 15K. Over how, how many months was that? So March, June, uh, March, April, May, June, half of July. So like four and a half. Four and a half months, you made like 15 grand, which is like... From nothing. From nothing. From nothing. So basically like year. three or four grand a month. Three grand a month, something like that. Yes. Maybe a bit more. Some, something about Your something first about. business, you're 22, three grand a month. Yeah. I mean... And had you kept at it, I mean, had you kept at it for the last two years, you guys would probably be making um, 60, 70 grand each if you've been hammering it out yeah. straight every month. Well, the thing is, like, it's... That's what, that's what I want to get across, is that the shit is just possible. Like, it is just possible when you can sell and you have the balls to either make cold calls, go door to door, or even in this day and age, for some businesses, for the online businesses, do the emails. You can make money in any fucking service-based business that you want any fucking base business when you are willing to sell and you guys weren't even selling you said only two hours per day and then half the day on weekends when you're selling eight hours a day or more okay if you got a service-based business i recommend you you'd be doing 400 cold calls a day if you're fucking serious all right 400 cold calls a day cold calls in my opinion are still the most efficient way to get money i mean it since I started my sales career, everyone was saying cold calls are, are finished and that's just not fucking true. Cold calls are not finished. They're not going to be finished for a while. And you can also go door to door, but when you call, you can, you can touch so many people. Emails tend to get ignored. The email is the only way if you are, if you got an online business and you know, you're dealing with people online and it's, and they only have an email contact, right? But if you've got a phone contact, it is the most fucking powerful way to make money up until two years ago. Okay. I had to make 40,000 in revenue to keep my job selling advertising with a fucking phone and an internet connection. All, all it was, was just a hundred cold calls a day. That's all my fucking job was. Yeah. And that, my boys are still making money doing that. They're still making 40,000, 50,000, 60,000 in revenue a month, just hollering at people on the, yeah. <laughs> harassing them over the telephone, yes. you know, because 
No one else wants to do it. No one else. No one else wants to do it. No one else just wants to get it, get up in people's faces and go with all the uncomfortable things that come with that and do that shit. And you're not reinventing the wheel. You're just fucking taking a proven model and you're selling it. And that's going to work. That works in 2016. That's going to work in 2026. I fucking guarantee it. Um, I can always add emails to that. But as you can see, a guy in his first business making like three grand a month. And, before, you know, compare that to going into debt in university. I mean, it, it's, it's the exact opposite. That's what you should have been learning in school. Yeah. You should have been learning how to fucking build a business. And when you build a business, not only are you making money, but you're adding value. You're fucking helping. You're you're helping the economy. You're helping the people you talk to. You're literally your your life six to eight hours a day exists to help people solve their problems. Yeah, right. Pretty much. I mean, as opposed to you know many people who have you know when you when your job isn't client facing, you don't know how much value you actually have, right? Yeah. Until you go out on your own. And see, you know, when you go out on your own, the marketplace determines how much money you're worth. And it's very fucking ruthless. Yes. Which is a bad thing if, if you are not a hard worker and a good salesman and have a lot of skills. But it's fucking, if you're a young, hungry guy and you want to get a, a bigger piece in the pie and you want to get a bit better than all your friends and you want to have money coming in when all your friends are coming out of university in debt... And it's a fucking great thing, man, because all the money's just fucking sitting there available for you to go out and fucking get. Yes, man. A hundred percent. Guys gotta fucking get over this. You know, in the manosphere, we, there's so much talk about the world and how shitty the world is. It's like, what? How is it shitty? The world? Where is it shitty? Yeah, man. It's like, oh, the girls, it's not like 1950 anymore. And like, oh, there's, there's problems and... And, oh, there's so much stuff and blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, this is the best time that's ever fucking existed. You know what the problem with that is? Is uh, the biggest one that I've seen complain about is like Rushvi, Return of Kings, stuff like that. Yeah. Or even some RSD videos on YouTube where they basically say, well, this guy came up to me. He said ABCD. And it's like the exact same thing where you're saying girls aren't the same anymore. Yeah. They're just, you know, they're acting up like... All this yeah. extreme feminism is like bogging, bogging me down. I don't even want to do it. The thing is, you're listening to like less than 1% of the loudest, you know, extremes of the spectrum. Right. Like when was the last time you've gone out and actually talked to people? Actually, when was the last time you've gone to like an art exhibit and actually talked to five to ten strangers? Yeah. Women or men. Yeah. People are still good. People are amazing. And it's internet. And there's more opportunity right now than ever. If you, if you have the opportunity to listen to this, meaning yeah. that... You probably have some sort of access to internet. You're probably not starving right now. Yeah. You, you know, you probably have a decent device to listen to this on. Like, man, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You got nothing to complain about, dude. Yeah, like, I get it. The things are hard, and both Nick and I have been in, like, really depressive states. But, like, I just want to come to you with the good news that this is the fucking greatest time in That's history. So I love it. Like, uh, our ancestors who came over to North America, to Canada, and Canada is only what, like a couple hundred years old, yeah. if even. Yeah. I mean, they came here in winter. They've got eight kids. They're trying to fucking build a farmhouse in the middle of winter. They're trying just not to die. Yep. Trying to watch the movie The Revenant to see how yeah. people lived like even 150 years ago. They're just trying to survive in like these harsh climates. And, like, there's, there's no such thing as microaggressions and, like, yeah. I mean, we have everything mapped out. You can travel anywhere in the world. We have airplanes. You can just sit on a seat in the middle of the sky and, and go, go somewhere. It go goes somewhere. Yeah. That's, like, 50 years old. Yeah. You can email someone at any particular time. You can call and stay in touch with people. You can stay in touch with everyone over Facebook. And before you even travel, you can look on the internet and already book where you're going to stay. You yeah. can, like... Before I came out to Chiang Mai, I have everything mapped out already. You can book where you're going to stay. You're going to see where everything looks. It's like, you know, in the past, I would have to sail over here, try not to die, have no idea what was coming up, and I would come here to be completely foreign culture. When you move over here, it's like, first of all, you can get by with basic English. Second of all, you have every Western comfort here. Mm -hmm. You know, you can already book your apartment in advance. You can You have the internet. You have, you know, all the comforts of back home and you can live anywhere that you can do this like almost anywhere in the fucking world if you're smart about it. Yeah. 
uh, oh, oh, oh boy, I, I just moved here from, from Toronto and I forgot to book a hotel and it's 8 p.m. Yeah. You know, on, on a Thursday. Well, better go walk down to that Starbucks down the street, connect to free Wi-Fi and then pull up my Airbnb and just book something within an hour on the yeah. Lightning deal. Like, come on. I mean, like, the, the, the amount of change that's happened, my, my grandfather, you know, or great-grandfather came over from Poland, apparently, on my mom's side. Could not speak English or or his language. Could not could not write. Could not write. He signed his name with an X, and like that's on on business deals. And somehow made some money in real estate. That that's how he came over here. He's thirty five or thirty six. No no English is illiterate. Yeah. You know, and he just comes over here to fucking do it. There's no internet or anything. Yeah. I mean, like even your situation with your parents, where they're coming out of communist Belarus. Yeah. You know they're coming. They're coming over here in what their thirties with no, you know, probably not much English, you know. And it's like they, how do they do it? They just fucking get in there and they fucking grind. They just do it. They just do it because your dad's like a fucking tough guy. He's like, oh, yeah. my country's going to shit. I'm gonna go over here and get a fucking better opportunity for my family. Yeah, and you know, like my, my dad's gone like like eight eight to nine months out of the year. He's back in Belarus, still doing like the business, makes all the money, tries to get it over to us in Toronto. Yeah. While my mom, who's like the real MVP by the way on this whole thing, because my mom is. Morning, like wakes me up, makes me breakfast, yeah. drives me to school, uh, goes to college, yeah. comes back from college. Uh, I had to walk my, myself to school, fuck that. Um, comes back from college, uh, goes to work, does yep. cleaning, cleans offices in the evening, which I remember fuck. a lot of times I helped her. A lot of times I'd be like this 11, 12-year-old kid just vacuuming offices. Really? Yeah, cleaning toilets, man. And I, I enjoyed See, it. That's, I, I was that's like, fucking real life. That's 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 like that's like how people had to do it back in the day. Yeah, that's fucking real life shit. And then we come home. She makes me some dinner. I tr- I beg her to like stay up and watch Goosebumps at nine p.m. Sometimes <laughs> she, if she's in a good mood, she'll let me. And then I go to sleep. She stays up till one a.m. studying for her college courses Fuck. and her exams. Sleep, wake up, over again. No weekends, no days off. Yeah, two years straight. That's you right. Do that because. Your parents are coming from a country where you have no fucking opportunities, where there's where everyone's nothing, you know, nothing, ration cards, everything, nothing, and they come over here and it's like the fucking world is their oyster, and they take full advantage of it and they make it happen. Yeah, and it's like that's the kind of mentality you have have to have. But but even with that mentality, those you have so many more options today. You have so many like you you have so many more options than your dad. Of course. You're, your dad probably doesn't even understand how you make money. He's like, you probably told him, you're like, I'm going to make money on this. He's like, what the fuck is that? You're going to make money. And That's exactly like, what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I walked in, I'm like, dad, I'm going to sell these. Like, I got the samples. I'm like, dad, I'm going to sell these things. Along. He's like, the, the shit is this. <laughs> by the way, he doesn't speak any English. So he was just like, this was all going on in Russian. Yeah. And then, you know, May 2nd, I make my first my first day sales. Right. Like three sales. Like, boom. I was I was hoping for one. I got three. Right. I run into the office. I'm like, Dad, look, this is possible. This is how I'm going to make my first million. Right. He looks at me. He's like, did you clean your room? <laughs> Go clean your room. I have work to do. Like, fucking, I mean, that's exactly, that's it exactly. Like, all these guys are complaining about North America and America is going to shit and this and it's all going to shit. It's like, North America right now is is the greatest place to be born, the greatest place to live in terms of making money. Like you yeah. get, you, you've got an English, you learn English, you've got a North American education and you can make six figures selling anything. I don't give a fuck selling any business in North America or you can take that, that, that education and that English language, hop online, start making money online and travel Anywhere in the world, and if you want to save money and live at a fifth of the cost, you go to Chiang Mai, or you go to Colombia, or you go to many places in South America, or Vietnam, or Philippines, mm-hmm. or, I mean, my fucking rent out here is like $300, for the equivalent price in Toronto, would be about two grand. Yeah, your apartment's nice. Right, so like for like the downtown Toronto, you know, one bed in this place, there's a brand new, yeah, Huge Tibet. I mean, your place here will probably be thirty five hundred. Yeah, something like huge, something stupid. Huge, tremendous. Two because this is this is this is we're on Neiman, so this is the equivalent of like downtown Bay Street. Yeah. You know, built in the last couple of years. Modern, you know, furnished, square, yeah. tons of square three, feet. Three thousand, thirty five hundred. Yeah, man. I mean, you'd be paying a fortune. So, like, 
the shit is wide open is what I'm trying to say. And we, we also want to make sure that this is not a fucking brag report, okay? I've fucked up so many times in business. You know, I've even after I was making that money in trading, I still fucked up. I fucked up with girls. I fucked up with all kinds of things. You know, but eventually I made it happen. And there's guys making more money than we make. There's guys oh, who are yeah. better looking. There's guys who are doing this and that. But what I'm trying to say is that fucking happy lifestyle where you control your own resources, where you are sort of living the life that you want to do, where you're living somewhere nice, it's possible for every single one of you guys listening to this, okay? If you have an I, if you have just a fucking even average IQ, all right, all you need is to fucking apply that 100%, learn how to sell, learn the fundamentals of whatever you business you want to be into. And if you work like a fucking dog, you work hard, which is the most important thing. You have that motherfucking iron will. The shit is fucking applies to every single one of you coming into the new year. Every single one. Yeah, and, and you know, I remember in my experience, like I when I was you know two years or before that, because I was a entrepreneur for the longest time. Just like man, I really want to do this, but I don't know. How. Yeah, man, like, I was I was a entrepreneur for a long time too. You know, one of those dudes, and I would listen to these things and be like, well, those guys made like I remember those guys. Those, yeah, those guys are different. Those guys made it, and I was I was either like, well, those guys can do it, or I was a hater. I was like, man, fuck that guy. I don't like that guy's fucking yeah, face. You know, fuck and, that and motherfucker. If, if you're like at any point, you know, you you're like, man, but these guys, but you guys had these like opportunities, and you guys, yeah. are, well, who cares about us? Like, we factor into your life in no way. Right. All you gotta do is just worry about your coming. Yeah. Just make your life either year to year or month to month just a little bit better. Yeah. Than if you, if you don't want to hear it from me, go read someone else. Go read whoever you think is fucking. Is, is gonna make it happen for yeah. you. Follow his, just fucking follow the goddamn advice. Yeah. Just fucking do, if, if you don't wanna do what I say, then follow the other guy and do what he says, or do what me and Nick did, is just figure it out on your own and fucking do what you wanna do and follow that. But just fucking follow through and do it 110%. So That's you, the fucking key. Do you wanna do like a quick, maybe like top three, top four keys to success? If you had to just think on like the most broad philosophical level, what were like the big three things that were like, that's what was responsible for me getting Okay, it. so number one is reality check, okay? When I was younger, I wanted to be a billionaire hedge fund manager. Not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's not going to happen. For most people, if it's going to happen for you, you got to, okay, like, if you're going to start the next Facebook, you got to have the IQ of Mark Zuckerberg. You got to know, you got to be able to reality check that, okay? Because I had a tech startup, it blew up. But like, you gotta be be able to look at who succeeded and see if you have what they have. I knew I could succeed in lifestyle design because the bar wasn't very high, especially when I was starting. There's a lot more guys in it now. I knew trading was what I, you know, I could do that. I knew sales, I could do that. But if you wanted me to program, I couldn't do that. So you reality check that shit, okay? And the reality check is you can make pretty much six figures in any service-based business that you want. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to go at it a few times, you can make money on Amazon. Um, the failure rate is, is relatively high, but I, I think that like if most guys, if they if they keep at it and they're really determined to make it on Amazon they're, and they're willing to go through a few failures, they can make it just like you yes. guys. So the reality checking is key. Okay, I'm not saying you have to stop at six figures. I'm just have to say, I'm just like see the six figures first, get to that, and then go to the next thing. Yes. Okay. Number two is having a fucking iron will. The iron will, I chose the name Will for my my writing name for a fucking reason. Will Freeman, for those of you guys who don't know, means will free men. Like, will liberate guys mm -hmm. to be able to live the life they want. But the other part was that Will, every time someone calls me or speaks to me, I hear the name Will. Willpower, Will, Will. And that's the one thing I've had my whole life. Every coach said you have the most most heart on the field. Every you know, everyone know that I was the guy that wouldn't quit no matter what. Mm -hmm. And all that is is just a fucking choice. All that is, I was the longest um, trainee and graduate. You know, it took me the longest to graduate from in trading. Yeah. I I was there for a year making no money. I wasn't good at sales when I started. You know, that took me a long everything. I mean, even blogging, I was fucking. I wasn't very good when I started. I had like, I didn't allow comments. I wrote only in point form because I was writing the site for me as opposed to for what other people wanted. But I, I just never, when I'm, when I have a focus on something, I never quit. 
Mm-hmm. I never ever quit, and I know that I can just take more than everyone else, and that I won't quit, and then everyone else will just fall by the wayside because they just can't handle, and they just don't have the willpower that I do. Can't touch this. They can't touch this. <laughs> they can't touch this because I will not stop. And everyone says that they will not stop, but I will be that guy that actually won't. I've seen it. I've right. seen it myself firsthand. Okay. And I guess the third point would be um, finding your passion. Okay. Finding what it is that you are going to be motivated about doing. Um, now, in the service-based business, let's say, okay, I tell some guys you can sell real estate or insurance. A lot of guys don't want to sell real estate or insurance. I sure don't. Mm-hmm. But some guys that I've met in Toronto, I'm, I met a guy who's making four hundred grand a year selling real estate, and he fucking loved it. So he loved it. You love selling on Amazon and you're doing the YouTube stuff. You're probably going to start doing that at some point. I love doing what I'm doing right now. Maybe you love programming or you love um, web design or you love copywriting. Or if you really, really fucking like instead of just being top 1%, you're 0.01%. You could give your shot at, at music, especially if you're doing something like Progressive House, which is in fashion because you've got opportunities like SoundCloud and YouTube to like blow up your fucking brand. You know, if you if you're really in the top zero point zero one percent of painting and music and stuff like that, you can take a shot at those more um, you know harder harder to achieve professions and give that a shot. Okay, so then you've got passion where you're excited to do what you want to do and you're motivated. You've got the iron will. Um, you know, you've got the dedication to keep doing it and you, and you also got to have the, the fucking ability to sell. I think that's number four and that sales can be learned. I was a very bad salesman when I started because I'm very sensitive and I could feel what everyone was feeling and I didn't like to make people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Then I realized I need, you know, I said, just fuck that because I just need to get paid and this is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I did it. Every single guy can do it. And you need to learn how to sell no matter what you do. And if you learn how to sell, you can you can succeed in, in pretty much any business that you want, specifically the service-based businesses. Any service that you want to sell, you can succeed. Yeah. When you are willing to sell, you just work harder than, than all the other guys and sell harder than, than everyone else in your fucking niche and you'll do well. Mm-hmm. And, and to add to that, I think, um, you know, if like sales is such a general term that everybody always always says that yeah i think what what you're what you mean by that is you know sales is it's a hundred percent learnable skill because it's basically just learning and understanding human psychology and human needs yeah and then appealing to those so books like the science of or yeah the science books of, like books like my book how to sell which you can find at revolutionary lifestyle design plug in slash how to sell that's how you sell motherfucker that's how you plug yeah um you know so cldini like is a big one but just just uh consumer behavior psychology like that's one of my biggest things that just just gets me going you know gets like learning about consumer behavior online yeah though that is like the thing uh but for my three things number one is i want to add a precursor to your passion and that is to understand your priorities sure because i think that uh, when I was growing up, and this was you know early to early to mid two thousands, this whole thing from like you know motivate. I, I was big into motivational videos on YouTube, and it was just like, just find your passion and follow it. Yeah. But right now, it's a luxury to some degree. Yes, exactly. Right now, what's more important? You're you you not finding your passion, or you not being able to pay rent. To what work. I what I mean, and I I tell the guys the exact same thing. I mean, find a business that you're passionate about. Where you can make money doing that. Yes. Okay, like your buddy Ryan, he's, he he can he can fucking make money copywriting. Yeah. But if you're top zero one percent, then you can have what I call a luxury business. Yeah. I have a luxury business, lifestyle design. I, I get to write about what I want. I make less. If I I've been doing this four years. If I've been doing if I went into real estate four years ago, I'd be making quad probably quadruple. I'd probably be doing like fucking 200, 200 grand a year. Yeah, yeah. Except I'd be living in Toronto, I'd hate my life because yeah. I'd hate selling real estate. So what I, what I wanted to add to that was, like, that's why I called it the precursor is because, you know, like following, finding your passion in your call, it's, it's what I'm working on right now. So take me as an example. Right now, right. I'm not, like, I think I'm kind of starting to get in the right direction of my calling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Will, like, of course, you've been, like, the number one factor for that, like, helping, helping guide me like a compass. But before that had to happen, I, I needed to, my 
biggest concern was to become financially secure so right. I can live the lifestyle that I want, which is right. travel, you know, make money online, be financially and locationally independent, right. which is what was achieved by Amazon. Now, my Amazon brand, am I in love with it? Is my passion? No, it's not. I'm, I'm actually like after almost a year of selling what I'm selling, yeah. I'm starting to fall in love with the business aspect of things like building other you know, channels of selling, uh, you know, creating a better customer experience through branding right. and creating better packaging. Right. Am I in love with the product and in love with the whole business? Not really. Right. You know, that doesn't get me out of bed in the morning. In fact, I kind of have to struggle a lot of time, you know, hit the gym sure. to do all that. Sure. So the precursor would be understand your priorities and that online passive income, I would argue, is it matters more. And like, this doesn't have to be your passion, but that matters more to free up your time and your mental energy so that you build an engine that makes you create, makes you financially independent, and then you're free and open to find and like, you know, find the seat or like to be find open your to the luxury secrets. business. So let, let's 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 put it like this: you need to be in a business that you don't hate. All right, you need to be in a business that you don't hate, and then to take that to your luxury business. So like, what I say to guys is like, okay, you can start a service-based business. Even you're selling real estate. Let's say you don't hate selling real estate, but you don't want to do it for the rest of your life. You don't have to. You when you get bigger real estate, you can productize that knowledge, mm -hmm. right? What you're what you're doing on YouTube is you're productizing your knowledge. You haven't released a product about it, yeah. but you're taking your experience and you're you could have you know sell a course or sell a book or something around that. And when you succeed, then you can teach other guys how to succeed. Yes. That's what I've done with my fucking website. Really, yeah. I've just productized all the knowledge that I had. Yeah. And but what you need is a business to get you there, so that you don't have to work a fucking motherfucking job yeah and trust me even if your business isn't the fucking most exciting thing in the world it is so much better than having a fucking boss come around and tell you what to do where you take home 15 percent of what you make instead of 100 percent of what you make mm -hmm. so i mean i think you make a, a really good point there it's just got to be enough that you like you don't hate it so where you're you know i would hate real estate i would hate insurance um but i and, Amazon, I would, I would be the same with you. I would be like, you know, I would be interested in it, but it wouldn't be my, it wouldn't be my passion. Yeah. Or you can take it one more step further in the window cleaning business. Right. We're literally everything. We are the linchpin of the business, and if we don't get out and do work, the yeah. whole thing just stops. Right. So we're constantly pressured to keep out, keep going, door to door. Uh, you know, managing the window cleaning teams, managing the customers, like it's it's all on us. Whereas Amazon's a lot more automated, yeah. which is why I'm, I, I like it a it's lot. A nice it's, I mean, really it's a nice setup. It's a really nice setup. So, you know, that's... And you can find things you like about it. Like you're finding, you're finding things that you like about in terms of expanding, in terms yeah. of streamlining your customer experience and stuff like that. Yeah. Like even with RLD, I don't like, for the first couple of years, I didn't like like 50% of the shit that I did. Mm -hmm. Because... I mean, I, a lot of the articles that I wrote, I mean, I was interested in them, but it was more to give the guys that fucking solid base. I'm interested in like talking about advanced stuff, mm -hmm. you know, um, and then all the back end shit that I had to learn and the design and, you know, all that shit. And you don't want to do that. It's I so technical. Yeah. The technical stuff. I like doing stuff like this, the creative yeah, stuff, the exactly. fun stuff, the stuff where we can talk about, you know, advanced concepts and, and, and really help guys to change their lives. That's what I wanted to do. I, I mean, when I started it, in my mind, I already had, I already, I always had seminars. I always had seminars of guys where I'm just like, I was 30 when I started it and I was like, I wish I knew all this stuff at 20. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do with my, the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the guy who, who teaches the younger guys what I wish that I had known, what I wish that that I had a father or a big brother who had shown me the way because I made so many fucking mistakes. Oh, and I said, that's going to be me. And, but to get, to get over that, that hump, that first couple of years, I call it like blasting and cruising. The first six months or year, whatever you get a blast through until you can start to cruise on that recurring revenue. Yes. Just like in the gym, your first couple of months when you first started working out, you're like, I don't like this. This really hurts. And this is like not... Then you get used to it and you get to cruise into that daily, like consistent routine. Exactly. And um, I think those are fucking, you know, really crucial features, especially when it's like the new year's coming up, yeah. you know? Yeah. This, 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 this is right now. This is the time to do it because I think a lot of people make the mistake of leaving it. I'll, I'll think, I'll start thinking about my next year's goals or my next year, what yeah. I want to get done January 1st. Yeah. What you should, what I find to be not, not, you should, you should do nothing. Like you don't have to do anything, but 
what I find to be a better approach to things is about 10 to 15 days before, even December 1st. If you can start December 1st, that's ideal, but that's beyond us now. Yeah. The best way to start is to start it's 15, now, man. 15 to doing 30 it. days and slow, like think about your next year's goals then, which is what you know Ryan, Max, and I did. Yeah. And then slowly revving up to that. So by the time, like last week of December, first week of January rolls around, you're already full throttle. You're going. You're yeah. already cruising by like January yeah. 1st. You're not like starting to make yourself. I mean, the fucking time is now. The time is fucking now. That's Always. what I got to get through because when you say I'm going to do this later, you're putting off looking great you're putting off x amount of you know three four thousand dollars a month when you're putting off starting a business you're saying i don't want money right now i want it two years from now yeah i don't want that four thousand dollars a month right now there is no other like you're putting off the good things yeah you're putting off the shit that's gonna make your life better yeah the time is always fucking now and the you thing know? is if you just got up right now after yeah. listening to this yeah and you just sit down for my computer and just started googling how to make money online just it's always like the first five to 10 minutes that are the most painful. Yeah. Once you start searching it, you start reading about it, you start sinking into it, you start getting excited about yeah. it, and then boom, 10 hours flashes by and you're like, what are the day? And then you just do one goddamn thing a day. Okay, let's say you're like, you got a lot that's that's leaning on you and, and, and a lot of negative motivation, okay? Because you haven't built up the positive motivation where it's snowballing and everything starts going right. Just do one fucking thing. Even if it's like 20 minutes a day, even if it's just like buying the domain for your site, uh, and then installing the WordPress the next day or whatever it is, just do, just be like, okay, today this is getting done. And the next day this is getting done. The next day this other thing is getting done. Because then you're you're putting one foot forward that day and then one foot forward the next day and one foot forward the next day. And even if it's just goddamn 30 minutes a day, a year of that, you're gonna, you're, you'll have walked like fucking 30 miles and you'll have something going, mm-hmm. you know? But... As you keep doing that, you'll actually find it gets easier and easier and easier and you can start to work more and more and more because you have the positive motivation behind you and, and it's not like life is just fucking on top of you and you're like, oh, this shit that I have to do. Yeah. So don't think about that. Yeah, don't, just, think about it. don't think about it. Just do the fucking one thing a day and just fucking get in there and make it happen. That's all, that's all I got to say about this shit. Morty, don't think about it. Um... <laughs> Yeah. You got so, anything else to tell? Yeah. Let's those? let's just recap. You know, yeah. uh, start with not the goals, but the vision for next year. Right. What do you want to? Three hundred sixty-five days. Vision for two hundred seventeen. I think I'm going to drop this shit on New Year's Day. I'm going to drop this one on New okay. Year's Day. Okay. Yeah. Three three like the next three sixty-five. Once that passes, what is your future three sixty-five days from now going to look like? Yeah. What do you want it to look like? Not even what it's good. Like, don't be realistic. Fuck it. Just create something crazy because you know you fall short of it. It's still something amazing. Um, and start now. Right. So, you know, um, this actually, this is, this is funny that now that I'm saying it, it makes me think about the advice that I've probably given the most to is what's the end goal? Yeah. What's the next step? And those are the only things you need to worry about. Right. What the end goal is your vision for the 365 from today. What's the next step is start now. Right. So this is like one of those, it seems to me now that I'm saying it, it's one of those universal, like over and over, like with Gary Vee, it's clouds and dirt. Right? right, spends his time in the clouds, imagining how the whole thing should look like the vision in the dirt. What's the thing I can do right now about it? Right. So that's I think that's the conclusion of this. I think we should just leave it at that. Cloud and dirt. What's the next thing? What was the next step? Was the end goal? Yeah. That's the only thing you think about. Get that's that it. fucking mission together, and then set those yearly goals. How you're going to achieve it? Yeah. That's it. That's all I do. I have a mission. My mission's a ten year timeline, and then I set a yearly goal for that. And then I said three other less prioritized yearly goals. So I've got my health goal, which is, or my wealth goal, which is t- attached to my mission, which I do every year, which I hit last year. Um, then I've got my health goal, which is going to be like 175 at 8% body fat, which is like 55, 55 pounds of lean muscle or close to 60 because I was really skinny when I started. Mm-hmm. My rela- la- relationship goal, which is stay out of any type of monogamous relationship. Okay, because that's that's gonna slow up my work. Lifestyle goal, which is just to stay in in Chiang Mai and make sure my visa's handled. Okay, because as you can see, the relationship and lifestyle are just sort of like continuations from from the year on. And the wealth goal. Last year I did the monetary goal. This this year I'm just doing 365 pieces of content. So 365 articles, audios, and videos. That's huge. I'm gonna do something every day, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna take my site. I want to take it 
from a hundred thousand a month, I want to get it up to like two hundred fifty thousand. Then that, but the two hundred fifty thousand is not the goal. That's the key because I can't control the traffic, but I control the output. Mm -hmm. I can control how much I put out exactly, and I can't control how much it's gonna be. So that's what I want, and that's it, man. And that all and that wealth goal attaches to my ten year goal, which is when I'm forty. Um, you know, which is the which is my mission goal, yeah. which I will renegotiate after I'm 40 and, and I see where, where I am. And that's it. So every, every fucking year you come in with those goals and your wealth goal is going to be attached to your fucking mission goal. And that's it. I mean, every single one of you guys can hit four goals, okay? Even if it's just make $10,000 more than you made last year, get um, one new girl a month, get a lifestyle where you live in the sunshine and put on seven, 10 pounds of muscle a year. Okay. Those fucking realistic goals that you guys can fucking hit. And then when you start hitting those every year, three, four years from now, you know, you might've had fucking 50 girls or you might, you might have 40 pounds of muscle on top of you, or you might have a six figure business mm -hmm. because you're just fucking one motherfucking foot in front of the other. Yeah. <laughs> Put one foot in front of the other and you keep walking forward. So, yeah, man. You know, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com. You know, check me out. Uh, Revolutionary Radio Podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud. And check out my man, uh, Nick Nerov on YouTube. His name is Nick, N I C K space N E R O V. He's got a ton of good shit on Amazon and business motivation. And a really great guy to boot. And that's it, boys. As always, I wish you all the best in your personal development journey and much love to you. Cheers.